Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the announcements presented by Ireland Home Based Services. It's the week of May 15, 2022. I want to send a congratulations out to Region 13's and Melissa Hodge. She was selected as the winner for the Amazon gift card this week for answering uh, the question that we posed uh, last week to everybody. So Melissa was randomly drawn. So thank you to everyone who participated and stay tuned for your chance to answer this week's question and be entered in the drawing for the Amazon gift card. Melissa, you're, uh, you'll get an email today with your gift card in it from uh, in your work email. So be on the lookout for that. I want to start off with a success story from Region 17. Came from a community partner's case. A family was referred by the Perry County Department of Child Services due to an unexpected death in the family. The father, stepmom, and child were referred for services to aid them through the grief process, connect them to ongoing mental health resources in the community, and aid in the child's transition back to school and the father and wife's transition back to work in the coming weeks from the referral start date. The family has faced barriers in the healing process due to the awaiting the coroner's report that prevented the ability to fully begin the healing and grief process. IHBS provided support to the family in the beginning to understand their emotions, validating their emotions, and assisting them in learning how they will continue to navigate and moving forward with this grief. IHBS met with each family member individually to identify triggers, emotions, and learning how to use healthy coping skills. As a family unit, they have experienced a great loss of their brother and son at such a young age, yet they continue to show resiliency daily as they continue to manage everyday life while coping with this tragic loss. They have also managed unforeseen obstacles around the investigation of the passing and the recent transitions of the father obtaining full custody of his daughter as well. Recently, the father's wife thanked IHBS for supporting their family through the difficult time in their life. It was a humbling experience to be able to aid and support them in such a fragile and emotional time of their individual and family life. It's just a, a story that led with, obviously, a really unforeseen tragedy that our support and services obviously made a big impact on this family and helped them through a really, really tough time. That's, uh, uh, that's what our services do. That's what we're here for. We continue through Asia-Pacific Islander Heritage Month. One I read about today was Dalip Sand, who was elected to Congress in California's 29th District, who was the first Indian American, Asian American, and Sikh. He served three terms when he, where he championed civil rights and legislation, as well as rights for small farmers. And this was all in California uh, back in the 1959 is when this, this started. So uh, pretty amazing to see back in 1959 that um, Mr. Sand was elected to three terms of Congress and where he championed civil rights and uh, another one that I was able to read about, um, uh, you know, trying to expand some knowledge on um, with Asian uh, American Pacific Islander Heritage Month happening during the month of May. Uh, pretty cool story there for Mr. Sond. Choking hazards for kids. Make sure if you're doing any types of sessions or visitations with small children, toys should be large enough, which is typically around um, one and one quarter inches in diameter and two and a quarter inches in length uh, so they can't be swallowed or lodged in a windpipe. It's a good reminder that um, small children shouldn't be playing with marbles, coins, or little uh, small small balls or games with balls that are that small. Um, making sure you're paying very close attention that we want to make sure we have things that 
you know, typically small children who like to uh, chew on things or put things in their mouth, that those things could not become uh, lodged in their throat and then causing a choking hazard. Um, so be very mindful when you're doing sessions or visitations with small children that there could be nothing deemed to be a choking hazard uh, during those visitations. A reminder about our fraternization policy and fraternization specifically with clients and clients' families. It's important to maintain a separate and distinct professional relationship with clients, former clients, and their family members. Fraternization between team members and clients, former clients, and or clients or former family members is considered unprofessional because it detracts from the authority of the company's team members and creates the appearance of favoritism, misuse of office, position, or the abandonment of company goals for personal interest. Accordingly, team members are strictly prohibited from forming or maintaining prohibited personal relationship with clients, former clients, and or a client uh, or former client family members during or after work hours while employed at IHBS. Prohibited personal relationships include personal friendship, dating, shared living accommodations, entering into a business arrangement, which would be buying, selling, trading of goods or services, and intimate and sexual relationships. If a team member learns a family member or someone they share living quarters with has been referred to the company, IHBS, by the Department of Child Services Probation, they must immediately disclose this information to a team member, I'm sorry, or to a member of the supervision team or management, so access to the case can be restricted and proper planning of the case can commence. Let's talk about non-referred uh, people in supervised visits. It's a reminder that if there is to be no guests during any supervised visitation, a guest would include anyone who is not on the visitation referral for that service level, such as other family members and friends. If your client is seeking approval for someone to attend a visitation, you must hear directly from the family case manager that the guest is allowed to attend a visitation. You can encourage your client to start a group text with the FCM so you can see their response or you can discuss the guest during a family team meeting. You must document the FCM's approval in a case note. You should confirm if the guest is allowed to attend visitations ongoing or just for a scheduled time and date. If they are going to be a regular participant, they do need to be added to the referral though. So if you have this situation uh, come up, make sure we're getting approval. If it's like a one-time thing, like uh, maybe a birthday party or, or whatnot, or a special occasion, but if the person's gonna be a regular participant, they need to be added to the referral. Remember, we don't know the kinds of previous experiences the children have had with the other family members and friends. Allowing others to attend visitations without approval could be a safety concern or even create a triggering situation for the children. While guests don't necessarily have to sign the, uh, the visitation guidelines, it's a good idea to review the visit rules and expectations with all approved guests at the beginning or prior to the visitation. Now, if they're added to the referral, they need to sign all the regular documentation. Lastly, regardless of the approval status, you have the authority to ask the guests to leave or end the visit if they are creating a safety concern or otherwise disrupting the goal of the visitations. Maintain close communication with the FCM and your supervisor about any issues you may be experiencing with the guests during visits. If you have any questions, make sure you reach out to your supervisor about that. Quality tip, when, when writing a quality case note, we know that can be challenging and remains an area of growth for many of us. If you're looking for a way to improve your documentation, look no further. Remember, per the, uh, per the field staff practice guide, session notes are to be written in the GURP format. What is GURP? Stands for Goal, Intervention, Response, and Plan. Your notes should contain accurate objective information and any pertinent events or comments from the client. However, it should contain only necessary information. Remember, this documentation serves as the evidence to advocate for the best interest of the children. 
If important details are lacking, so is your advocacy for the child. GURP offers a simple way of adding structure to your case notes, identifying what you and the client are working towards, explaining what you're doing as a provider to assist with reaching, reaching this objective, painting a picture of the client's progress or receptivity to working on the identified goal, and how you're going to continue moving forward. It allows you to give yourself credit for the work you're putting in with the client, um, written way of holding your client accountable. The accountability piece is even better when we get to the note signed by the client. Make sure to utilize the, the field staff practice guide for the wonderful resource that it is on pages 182 and 183. goes into much more detail about GURP and there is an excellent example of a mock note for your benefit as well. If you have any questions about GURP or incorporating into your notes, please reach out to your supervisor. And again, GURP is Goal, Intervention, Response, and Plan for the next session. Another quick reminder on supervised visit cancellations. If you have a situation where you transported children to a visit and you waited 15 minutes and the parents did not arrive, you're eligible for a one-hour credit for that. Um, so if you've had that situation, we know how uh, frustrating that can be for you, but it's also very uh, harmful to the children to be excited to visit mom and or dad, and then they do not show up. So we want to prevent those things at all costs, where we put in uh, call-aheads, whether it's a two-hour, 24-hour, or both. Talking to the case manager, get approval of that if a parent does no, no show for a visitation. Um, but if you do provide visitation for a child or children to a visit, and the parents no-show, you must wait at least 15 minutes. There's a drop-down in, um, in case win where you can add, add that as, an, as an, an additional hour you're going to get for that to help you since you did plan on time to be with uh, family and ch uh, child and the parent did not arrive. If you have questions about how to enter this information, make sure you reach out to your supervisor or the billing department and they can help you out. And make sure if this does happen once, we're reaching out to your supervisor and the family case manager to implement call ahead so the children do not have to be exposed to that kind of hurt um, again. Just a reminder of the, of the opening paperwork packet. Your team leader is going to review this paperwork packet and then you're going to email those documents to intake documents at ihbs.us. Again, that's intake documents at ihbs.us. Electronic intake documents are required for all assigned service levels. This includes cases that were assigned at the onset of services or were transferred to your caseload by another team member. Paper intake documents should only be used if you're opening a case that is not yet assigned, which would be a TBA or coverage case, or the form that you need, which would be supervised visit notes, safety plan, release of information that are not available electronically. We're still uh, middle of May. We have um, you know about six weeks or so before the 1st of July. Um, emails have been sent out about the 401k plan. If you've been an employee with IHBS for at least one year as of July 1st of 2022, so obviously start dates prior to July 1st of 21, you are eligible to participate in our 401k plan. IHBS does match. If you put in 3% to your 401k retirement plan, IHBS will match you 3%. If you do 4%, IHBS matches 3.5%. And if you choose to do 5% or more, IHBS is going to match you at 4%. So it's money going to your account, kind of like a freebie that the company's going to put in for you to help you prepare for your financial future. If you have any questions about your um, ability to participate in the program, please reach out to Gary, myself, and I can talk you through this. If you have any questions about specifics, you can always reach out to Jason London at Old National 
Wealth Management. Jason's number is 812-464-1348. I also encourage you to uh, put the, uh, the Net Benefits app through Fidelity on your uh, personal device, your phone. You can also enroll in 401k.com and that you, you can make all of your changes, add beneficiaries, everything you need to do 401k-wise you can do through the app or through the website again which is www.401k.com. Again, if you have any questions about the 401 program, please reach out to Gary Emmons. Substance abuse among teens. We continue to see in broad terms more and more drugs that are at times used by people and adolescents, contaminated or laced with fentanyl, and that can include things like marijuana, benzodiazepines, or opioids. Some instances have turned fatal, and this occurs in our communities within the population with which we provide services. This has also impacted our younger children with indirect exposure. They've had to be hospitalized for that. Many times these incidents are purely accidental and unknown by the person using the drug. This is obviously a high attention area and has been throughout our state and nationwide. We are just wanting to make sure it's brought to your attention. Please ensure that we're talking with our clients in general terms about the topic so that we may be as educational and preventable as possible. We are seeing kids out there ingesting and partaking in social drug use and possibly not truly understanding the risk and we hope to be as informative as possible to keep them safe. I just saw a statistic that uh, in 2021 uh, overdose deaths increased by 15% over the previous year which is a really scary number. Um, it's very prevalent out there and we need to make sure we're uh, talking to clients especially those with teenagers about this drug use. Also staff we want to remind everyone if you're ever approached by a medium on one of your cases or a past case you need to first not talk to that uh, media person and please reach out to supervision first and foremost before releasing any information on any case. Let's do trivia. Previously I talked about the acronym and the format in which we ask you to document, document your sessions. I need to know what that acronym is and what do the four letters stand for. So again, what's the acronym, four letter, that we ask you to document in and what do each of those four letters stand for. Please email your answer to Gary Emmons, gemmons at ihbs.us. You can also text, I do prefer email, and you'll be entered, and all correct answers will be entered into a drawing for a gift card to be chosen next week. Again, we got Memorial Day coming up, which will be Monday, May 30th. All documentation for next week, which is the week of May 22nd through May 28th, is going to be due on Sunday, May 29th at 8 a.m. local time. So it's a, we're going to move that up to Sunday. We do that because our entire billing department is working on Sunday uh, that day, a full day. Uh, because it is a pay week, and they and they have to get ahead, get a good head start on things, uh, to ensure that uh, we can meet payroll times. Um, if you're unsure of what day you should be celebrating your holiday, please reach out to your supervisor, or Human Resources, and we'll guide you through that. But Memorial Day is Monday, May 30th. Paperwork for the 22nd through the 28th is due on Sunday, May 29th at 8 a.m. local time. We also have Parent Cafe. Coming up, one more this month is Thursday, May 19th. The Parent Cafe is Labels, Harmful or Helpful. 
If you have any questions, contact Deb Cooper at 812-483-8369 or dcooper at ihbs.us. Also, reminder that parent cafes are open to parents, foster parents, grandparents, caregivers, and anyone who works with children, and foster credit is provided. Always stay tuned to what's going to be happening in the next few months. You can always follow them on Facebook at IHBS Parent Cafe. The next one's Thursday, May 19th, 5.30 to 7 Central, 6.30 to 8 Eastern. If you have questions about how to attend this on Zoom, make sure you're reaching out to Deb Cooper. The Recovery Community Cafe Spring Series has just three to go. These virtual meetings will be held on Zoom on Tuesday evenings from 5.30 to 7 Central or 6.30 to 8. The next one's going to be May 17th, which is tonight, Stress Management and Self-Care and Life Balance. There's one more on May 24th and another one on May 31st. You can reach out to Deb Cooper. Again, 812-483-8369 or Amanda Colvin is a recovery coach. If you have questions about this Recovery Community Cafe Spring Series, reach out to Amanda at 812-583-1480. But this is an eight-work series, virtual meetings, that helps individuals in recovery from substance abuse connect with the support of the community and build resiliency. It's another really awesome thing that they put together. If you have questions about attending, uh, make sure you're reaching out to Deb or Amanda. We also have the Staff Cafe. That's for you all. We put together these for you. Staff Cafe is a relaxed, judgment-free opportunity for IHBS team members to connect and build professional and personal vitality. Those are, again, hosted on Zoom. Tuesday, May 24th, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, if you have questions about that one, Deb Cooper once again. Uh, Deb puts together all these for us and does a great job with that. So if you uh, want to attend the Staff Cafe, it's on Creativity, Tuesday, May 24th. 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Also wanted to know, uh, let you know, and uh, for June, the month of June coming up, there are many, many events being held uh, for Juneteenth celebrations. We'll talk more about that later on. Um, and for Pride events happening in the month of June, we're going to be uh, informing everyone so that if you did want to participate, we want to make sure you're aware of them. So if you would like to attend, you can. Uh, many of our heirs are hosting these different type of these type of events, and um, it's another way to get to get involved with the community, and uh, and uh, put yourself out there to learn a little bit more about these different events. But they will be uh, notified, so you'll have that information and make that decision on if you want to go or not. But I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. If you have any questions, please reach out to Gary Emmons, and I'll help you the best I can. Hope everyone has a great week. Take care, everybody, and thank you for taking care of children. We appreciate you all.